And welcome everyone to the Benched Podcast. I'm your host, AJ. Joined by me, Daniel Coulter. Me. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, well, you know, today we have a more serious topic of conversation. We wanted to really cover it because, uh, well, why not? I, at this point, it's taken over the entire oh, team. everywhere. It's everywhere. Everywhere. Literally everywhere. And that's not even, that's a true statement. The virus is everywhere. If you don't know what we're <laughs> talking about, we are talking about the coronavirus, which at this point has impacted every major sports league, minor sports. I'm pretty sure Little League down the road decided they're not going to be playing how much, anymore. How much uh, like free advertising do you think Corona's gotten off of this? I, well, I'm going to say this a double-edged thing, because they've gotten a lot of free advertising, but it's not the advertising they want. So, I, I don't know. I heard that they were going to sue whoever named the virus because now nobody's buying Coronas. Are you are you a Corona drinker? I've never been a Corona drinker, not a fan. Never, no. So this, that must be why you don't have the Corona. Okay, that's Yeah, probably, yeah. Right. Got a good point. Right. Maybe we're on to something there. So uh, before we get started, we wanted to kind of preface the show today by saying two things. First of all, neither of us are medical professionals, so anything we say about the virus today is purely our opinion. Please don't use this show to figure out how to prepare and or, you know, find out what to do whenever you get the virus. Go to the CDC website, trusted medical professionals, not us. Just don't do not do that. And second, we, I mean, I'm not going to speak for my man Daniel here, but we could have some outlandish opinions on how to get sports back and not saying that they're going to happen. But at the end of the day, we do know that in reality, the safety of everybody involved, spectators, fans, um, teams, the players, coaches, all that stuff, that's important. So regardless of what we say, what we would want to happen, because we love sports. I mean, without sports, we don't have this. I mean, this doesn't happen. So safety is priority number one. But that being said, let's uh, let's just jump right into it. So how about Rudy Gobert? You know, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk you through the events of of me finding out <clears throat> that this was a thing. I remember I'm watching the television at work. There's a game on. It was Mavericks and um, I can't think of who they were playing. It was a Mavs game. I know that because I was watching that, and I found it funny that earlier in the day the NBA said, "Okay, tomorrow we're gonna be releasing a statement. We're most likely going to just you know we're not gonna have fans. This is what we're gonna do." And, and then halfway through the game, there's a commercial talking about, there's nothing like seeing it live. Get your tickets at NBATickets.com. And I was like, I don't think that's the right time to, to bring that commercial up. But I mean, yeah, sure, get your tickets right now. I'm sure they're cheap. Um, and so I, I'm in the back and I'm doing dishes and you, you, you called me. Yeah, I um, called you. And you said, have you, have you seen the news? They're, they're shutting down the NBA. And I didn't, you know, I was like, no, nah, I hadn't gotten a notification. So I mean, I thought maybe you were just kind of joking around. And you go, no, I just got a notification on my phone. So I, I put you on speaker, and, and sure enough, Bleacher Report, ESPN, got notifications. I step back outside. I'm looking at the television. Both, you know, one, one of the teams called a timeout, and both the teams go to the sideline, and they cut to Scott Van Pelt, and he's talking about it. He goes, I mean, they're, they're postponing the rest of the season for right now. They don't know what we're doing. This is just breaking news. We don't know what to do. And at the time, I didn't know that a, a player had tested positive. I thought this was their decision you know because they were talking about just not having fans period so i thought maybe this is what they decided and i was like wow that's a very drastic step i mean what were your thoughts when it happened i don't uh, i found it funny that rudy gobert 
was apparently very careless around the locker room, touching other people's belongings and, you know, just touching other players very carelessly. And turned out Donovan Mitchell, his teammate, tested positive for corona. Um, and to think, how many, I mean, how long has he had it? How many people did he guard? How many, people, how many NBA players well, possibly I have it? I believe it was only uh, one game prior to the, the Thunder game that they were going to play. I think they played the Raptors. Well, it can sit I mean, it can sit in your system dormant for 14 days. So, it can. I mean, it could have been. And that's, that's the thing that a lot of people were talking about. I mean, he he or one of the Jazz players, I don't think it was, it may not have been him, but I know it came in a report. I don't remember if they ever said a name. But one of them visited a children's hospital doing charitable work. Um, uh, Rudy Gobert in one of the last games he's been was tossing out his arm sleeves, you know, to the fans. And of course, you know, the microphone touching thing that's gone viral. And, you know, I, I don't know, like, I get you're trying to joke about it, maybe make light of the situation because everybody's kind of panicked and, you know, trying to get humor. Um, but I, it's not a good look, I don't think. Um, and now they've completely postponed the season. Who knows? And, and they were going to play the Pelicans-Kings game later that night, but then one of the officials was at the Raptors game with the Jazz, and so, I mean, how do you know she doesn't have it? So, there's a lot of questions going on in that. Um, I guess the NBA is a good place to start in terms of, of what they decided to do. Um, of course, as we know, they were talking about having no fans in the arenas. They hadn't really made a definitive statement. And then the Golden State Warriors said, all right, when we play the Nets, we're not going to have any fans here. And I think L.A. County, or you know, at least in the area, they banned mass gatherings anyway. So I think that was why they went ahead and did that. But that was the idea that this is what they're going to do going forward. We're just going to have to watch a, a spectator-free sport from home. And then, all the, you know, in a matter of minutes, it, it just it came out that this was happening. And... Now we don't have any NBA right now. And according to um, Commissioner Silver, Adam Silver, he said that it's most likely after meeting with some owners that they're going to do a 30-day hiatus and then try to bring it back. Now, do you think that they're going to just bring back the, just whatever the rest of the regular season there is? Are they going to just do straight into playoffs? How do they, how do they work that and, and make it work? I truthfully could see them jumping straight into the playoffs. Um, I feel like you know, doing the rest of the season would take it's maybe like too long and it would jump too far and maybe to other sports. And so they're, I would see definitely just straight into playoffs. But with that being said, though, I mean, you can't really – I mean, it would be hard to do that, though, because, I mean, there's still teams, you know, sleeper teams that are trying to fight for that eighth seed, eighth, seventh seed. And, I mean, just starting the playoffs now, I mean, would, I mean, would you consider that to be unfair for you know them to not be able to have that chance to fight for that last season? Well, I mean, you, you have to look at it. Um, I mean, I was really following the Trailblazers this season in the West, and I, I kind of were, were picking them to be my sleeper team in the West, you know, because Yusuf Nurkic was going to be coming back uh, uh, tomorrow night, actually, March 15th is when he said he was going to start coming back. Now, I'm not saying he was going to come back healthy and, and as dominant as he was, but you had Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, you know, they were trying to get back healthy, and... I felt like they could have done some damage, and there I don't believe they were in the playoffs yet. They were in the conversation, though. So, you know, jumping straight into the top one through eight and just saying, all right, you guys placed in these positions, so we're just going to go in. It's fair to them because they actually performed well enough to do that, but that's what that last, you know, stretch of games is for, is to, you know, somebody can yeah, catch exactly. somebody sleeping and, exactly. and, and get in there. So I think the, the question of fairness is involved with that. Um, you, you mentioned, you know, it going too far into other sports. I think other sports wouldn't mind because this has been such a big thing and everybody's involved with it. So, you know, if the NBA had to put on games at the same time as maybe some MLB games, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we, they could work that out. 
because you want at the end of the day, you want the players to be able to compete for a championship because that's what this whole season has been about. Otherwise, they just put their bodies on the line for X amount of days, and that was for nothing. Um, and, and I say that with LeBron in mind. I mean, he's 35 years old, and he's playing out of his mind this season, or he was. I mean, the season's not on right now. LeBron, LeBron was making a strong push for MVP right exactly. now at the end of the season. So and um, with that in mind, if they jump straight into playoffs – does that just mean Giannis is automatically unanimous MVP? Well, I, I think they would still vote on it. But, I mean, if they were to say no playoffs and just that's it, we're shrugging our shoulders, we're going to next season, who knows that LeBron's going to come back at 36 and be able to be the same way. He may face an injury next season. He may not just be up to that level. Same thing with Giannis. I mean, Giannis is having a great year, but he had that nasty knee injury against the, the Lakers. It turned out to not be that bad. And I mean, Giannis was just as scared as the MRI as pretty much all of us who were fans of him. He said he shit his pants. He was like, I'm so, I didn't know what it was going to be. I thought they were going to be like, look, you're done for. That's the end. So, you know, you don't, you just don't know. And that's, that's the scary thing about it, I think. Um, it's just if we jump straight into the playoffs, you got to question your fairness. And if they say, okay, we're going to play the rest of the regular season, then you know that is, I guess, the most fair. Or they could go, you know what, Lakers and Bucks, they clinch their playoff spots first. They're the first two. They were top of the conference. Just go at them. I, you know, I, I guess maybe. But then again, that wouldn't be fair to everybody else in the playoffs. Well, know? no. Well, if, when you look at it that way, that's definitely <clears throat> unfair. I mean, because you do have the other six teams that are still, you know. St- three through eight that made, you know, up to those positions, they would definitely need to compete. I don't, I don't like, know why I, you would just say, you know, like, just take the top two yeah. and have the, no. Well, I mean, I get, cause the only thing I'm trying to think is, is time restraints. Maybe, you know, the MLB says, no, we don't want you encroaching on our national TV schedule. But, I again, I don't think that that would be, like, an extreme situation. Well, I mean, all major <clears throat> sports leagues are, you know, suspended right now. So, I mean, it's not like it's just NBA. Yeah, it, it's not just the NBA. And we're going we're gonna to cover pretty much, I mean, there's been – from any kind of sport, like I said, major leagues to little league, it doesn't really matter. There's just no sports right now. Um, so my thing is, and and I'm going to go at it. We'll play the hypothetical game with a lot of this. Let's just say that after 30 days, this has kind of died down enough in the United States where you know, not necessarily that we're not having new cases, but that it, it's contained enough so that we don't have to have this kind of public scare. And they say, okay, we're going to play the remaining stretch of games in the regular season. Everybody's had a chance to rest, so it's going to be interesting to see where everybody's coming back. And then we play into the playoffs, and it goes into deep July, maybe even it might get to August. I don't know how long it's going to be. What do you think they do about the offseason then? Because you still have the NBA draft. You still have the free agency period, summer league, You know, giving players time to rest in between these seasons. Does that impact that at all? Oh, that. That's actually yeah, that's a good that's that, a good question. I mean, have to yeah, that would definitely cut down a lot of their rest time. Like you said, G League, wow, summer league. That would. I mean, they they may cut out the summer league and and even shorten the schedule at the beginning of next season. Say, okay, we'll start in the middle of November to give them a couple extra weeks, and we'll just have two seasons that had truncated schedules because of this. And you know. It could be that way, but it, it's just... I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of these decisions were so kind of... People were so on the fence about it, because it's a logistics nightmare when you think about it. Um, another thing that I wanted to mention, it's kind of come to light recently. We talked about Rudy Gobert being, I guess, patient zero. Um, I, for one, think he's getting a lot of irrational hate, because if it would have been, say, you know, Kyle Lowry or... I mean, name any other player in the NBA. If he would have had it and shut down the league, we'd have been talking about him as well. 
Um, hey, Rudy Gobert, defensive player of the year. He shut down the whole league. Shut down the whole league. The stifle tower struck And the MLB and the NFL. He <laughs> shut down sports from scoring. That's a, You can't talk about I mean, that defensive, defensive right player there. of the year. Defensive player of the, of the century. Well, well, okay. All right. So. <laughs> Sorry, the first Kareem. player, the first player in the century to shut down all sports. Sorry, Kareem. Sorry, Wilt. The stilt. You tried, but uh, the stifle tower. You can't. You can't stop him. But I, I was going to bring up Rudy Gobert. You know, like I said, he's getting some irrational hate. But for the carelessness that he played, and there's rumors with that. I mean, with him touching mics and doing things like that, at least doing things that he was not supposed to be doing. There's some frustrations with him and the Jazz. Do you see this in any way impacting his? tenure with that team no he in his defense you know he might not have known like oh i have coronavirus you know he may have just been messing around with teammates just kind of like oh you know like uh, type like oh you got the cheese touch type stuff like (laughs) yeah just messing around you know he doesn't necessarily you know know that he's got that i mean so i mean you can look at it from a different, you know, a couple different perspectives, you know, like from one side you could be like, well, that's terrible, you shouldn't be doing that, obviously you need to quarantine yourself. But I mean, from his side, he, yeah, he probably had no idea that he had that. And you know, like, he's just, you know, I mean, teammates have a bond most of the time, like, you know, that's something different than anything, you know, you've ever seen. So I mean, may have well, just... they're with each other for... Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. So I mean, he was probably just messing with, you know, his friends, just joking around. I mean, and I, I feel like everybody's kind of making that seem a lot worse than it is, yeah. trying to make him out to be the bad guy when, truthfully, he's not. I mean... I mean, I mentioned it earlier. He probably was trying to make light of the situation because right now, I mean, everybody's kind of in this panic and not knowing what to do. So making light of a situation, I guess it helps. Um, but Scott Van Pelt, you know, later on in the night after, of course, you know, the NBA's canceled and they, that's all they're talking about, he made a good point And he asked... I don't believe it was... It might have been Woj, or it might have been another ESPN person that they had on, on the TV at the time. But he said, you know, I know you're not a medical professional, but this is just a thought that I've had. He said, I found it very interesting that, you know, he, he tested positive for coronavirus, and yet he felt good enough to play. We don't know what symptoms he had. Maybe he had, you know, some a runny nose, coughing or whatever. But he felt good enough to play, and he didn't know he had it. Well, like I, like I said earlier... It can sit in your system for 14 days without, I mean, you even knowing. So, I mean, he, for all we know, he may not have really even been presenting symptoms that make you think coronavirus. Like, it could have been maybe he was, you know, like you said, coughing, a little cough here and there, nothing major. And I, I don't know. I'm not even sure what led to the testing. You know, if he felt good enough to play, I'm not even sure why it was brought up to like, oh, he might have corona. I mean, maybe, maybe he was showing like symptoms more than, you know, we're aware of. He had, I mean, he must right. have. He had to have been. There's no but way he, he was, just... he was still going to be... I mean, he was listed as he was going to play. Yeah, so, I mean, he he definitely had to have just shown the symptoms. Like, he had right. to have for them to... Ca- especially and cancel the game before. Like, they didn't even tip off. I mean, like, they well, weren't even on the court according yet. According to what happened, I mean, and I like I said, I don't know if... The, I don't think the teams were out on the court, but I know before the game, it was really close to tip-off. I think they said five to ten minutes. You know, one of the medical officials comes running out on the court talking to the referees, tells them, hey, this is what's happened. We need to go and, and figure, you know, just wait until we get confirmation. So they step off the court. They go into another room, and it was a couple of minutes. Well, I don't, I actually, I don't even know how long it was after. I know they said on the PA announcer that they were going to postpone this game, and at least they were waiting for that test to come back. And within that short amount of time after the test came back, they knew about it. The Board of Governors was alerted. They made that decision. So 
with all of this tense kind of a, of a timeline going down, it's still, to me, I mean, he was scheduled to play. Maybe, like, he was coughing. I mean, right now, we're in allergy season. I've been dealing with it a lot. Pollen kills me every year around this time. And people that have been coughing, I mean, sometimes your throat hurts. you, you got to cough. It's not necessarily meaning that you have the virus. Normally, if you're really looking for a telltale sign that your body is fighting off something, it's fever. When you have a fever, that's kind of your indication that there's something going on. So, I mean, maybe he had a fever and, and somebody was like, oh, man, you know, you kind of feel warm to the touch. I don't know. Who knows? Well, the, the Utah Jazz players knew something was wrong because, you know, before the game, Chris Paul walked over to their bench and was like, hey, what's wrong? You know, what's wrong with Rudy? And they all, like, yelled at him to get away and everything oh, yeah, like they, that. Yeah, they, said back yeah, off, they all told him to get away and everything. So, I mean, I th- I think he was definitely probably showing – Symptoms. symptoms. I mean, yeah, he was showing symptoms. something for them to react that way. Plus, for I mean, for them to immediately just start testing for. I mean, he had you know had to be something more there. Right. Well, again, as of now, you know, there's there's no NBA, um, and when they come back, we don't know if they're just going to jump right into the playoffs. Whether they're going to play the rest of the regular season, I just and I don't know. There were a couple of teams that have already been eliminated from playoff contention. So I mean, we're not really concerned on them when we say the statement, but. You have to really try to figure out what is fair for everybody. If there was still a team with a fighting chance, you know. And this is going to be a, a prevailing comment because there's been a lot of famous sports athletes right now that have, have used it. But there's things that are bigger than sports. And this is one of them. Public safety should always come before this. So if at the end of the day they just decide to go top eight into the playoffs, battle it out, and even you- with those spectators, I think those other teams can be like, okay, well, we understand this happened. You know, this is just was out of our hands. You ever have you ever played basketball in a gym with some people with nobody else in there? Just it's, you guys. It's, it's different. It, you, I don't know. There, there's a difference. It is. I mean, all you hear, you know, is the sneakers squeaking on the floor, the basketball dribbling, the you know the um every now and then a little trash talk. Well, yeah. in my case, a lot of trash talk, but <laughs> um, it's a different experience. And imagine, imagine you're watching, you know, a basketball game. It's coming down fourth quarter, five seconds left. Freaking LeBron James dribbling down the court. You know, he's, right, he's right there. He's right there. Three, two, one. He lets it go. The ball's flying through the air. He swishes it. Nothing. No cheers. Nothing. I mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's. If they bring back the games and and they say, look, at least for the time being, for the safety of our players and staff, we're we're just going to do, you know, just teams only. It's going to be a lot different, and the I mean, you're just going to have to adjust to it. The the players and the coaches, I think, are going to have to bring their own energy to the court. Well, I mean, for I mean for <laughs> for the Phoenix Suns and the Atlanta Hawks, I mean, not having fans won't hey, be no. too much of a difference. Hey, now, <laughs> no. I can't say the same for the Sixers. Me being a Sixers fan, they sell out like every home game. So, I mean, for teams like that, you know, for, say, teams that sell out almost every home game. Well, you can look at it. How much of it? Like, the Sixers at home play way better. You know, it's proven. I mean, they're they're statistically way better at home. So, does it make a difference for these teams? Like, when they go, they don't have that fan base behind them. You can look at the records. These are the records at home. These are the records away. And there are teams that they've got a winning record at home. I mean, they're just looking strong. When they go away, not so much. 
they're close victories, they're getting beat every once in a while, you know, so, and it does make a difference. I mean, when you, that providing your own energy thing, even if you are in a packed house, but you're the road team, you have to do that. You have to give your own energy because when you're out there and you're having great success and you're throwing down dunks and hitting three-pointers from over the place, you're not going to have people cheering for you. I mean, you're going to have a couple fans in the crowd that are you know, they're on your side. But for the most part, that arena is going to be not necessarily silent, but they're not going to be cheering. I mean, could you imagine Could you imagine being you know, in your home court and you absolutely yam over a seven-foot center? And, and nothing like there's I mean your players on the bench you know they're gonna yeah. be like oh you're gonna hear them and I mean that's that's a little something but it, it'll be different but at the same time I feel like whenever they do these team scrimmages it gives them a taste of that so I it's not gonna necessarily mean that we're gonna see a traumatic difference in the way that these teams play it's just gonna mean that if they don't provide their own energy they're not keeping themselves in the game they're gonna I mean you have more I guess mental power to focus on your mistakes and, and things that you make. So, so. jumping from M- NBA to MLB with the whole no fan thing, real quick. Do they still play "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" in the you know seven inning stretch, or do they? Do yeah, they, let the players sing. Do they? I mean, oh, yeah. do they? Uh, don't get me wrong. A baseball game with no fans would suck. But it's happened. One of my one of it's my happened. favorite sounds in this world. Is a baseball coming off of a wooden bat? That is, that is a, a just, I want to say angelic sound. So you say it ranks better than the ting of an aluminum bat? Oh my gosh, a thousand percent. Oh, okay, a thousand percent. You you. Oh, I'm not even gonna argue. I'm not even gonna like. There's not, <laughs> not even, even a debate. Not even gonna justify that. Yeah, argument. there's not okay. even a debate on All that right. one. <laughs> oh, so, but where's the line like? Where is the line crossed of who can come in and who can't, though? I mean, I get, you know, like, basic staff for the bat, the teams, yeah. um, you know, trainers, stuff like that. But with the media, are they still going to do press conferences? Or or would it, I mean, is it just going to be no media contact at all, you think? Well, they, the good, and we're, we're talking to the NBA because we're going to wrap up with that, uh, with this. But I, they, in their memos that they were talking about, they wanted teams to basically identify your essential staff and your players. And the NCAA were kind of following that same format with their with the March Madness, but they also wanted to include immediate family because you want your family there to support you. In terms of media, the MLB they've been recently doing interviews where and I know the Boston Red Sox did it. They were talking about it the other day where they actually have people all right six feet back. It's kind of hard to catch interview responses, but you're keeping that diff, you know that distance. Yeah. So. I guarantee that they're going to have your essentials, your coaches, your trainers, the people that have to be there. But you know, was... you know what's crazy about that though. You know, they had the six foot rule and everything. Um, Rudy Gobert guarded Serge Ibaka for thirty minutes the day, one day or two days before he tested positive for Corona, and Serge Ibaka tested negative for Corona. That's, so I mean, I, I, I guess it's just you know because when you're when you're coughing, you just don't know. I, I guess it's just precaution. I don't know if it's going to apply to every case. Just like they could come, you know, they could bring the NBA back and say, "All right, we're just going to play with no fans." That doesn't necessarily mean that it's a hundred percent chance now avoided. We're not going to ever get coronavirus in this. City. I mean, it could still happen. It's just a precaution kind of. Thing. It just it just makes me laugh, honestly. You know how does how does he guard him for thirty minutes and yet he doesn't catch it? I don't know. But I mean. How long was Donovan Mitchell around Rudy Gobert? Now Donovan Mitchell has Corona. You know, it's. I mean, it was straight. I mean, straight contact for thirty minutes with the. I just. I don't know. It's weird to me, but. 
that's that's the thing. That's why we said, you know, we're not medical experts. We don't know, you know exactly how it spreads. The best thing to do. The only thing that I've been told is just, you know, if you know you have it, if you, you know, and, and you are of a sound immune system and you're not having any kind of severe breathing complications or anything like that, then you can self quarantine yourself for a week, week and a half, maybe two weeks, and you'll be fine. That's what I. That's what I've heard. So, you know. I don't know. It, it could have been that, I mean, he and Donovan Mitchell are closer teammates. They're on the team plane. You know, of course, he was touching things in the locker room that may have been different. I, I just, you know, I'm not exactly sure. But we'll stay with basketball because we talked about the NBA, and there is one more thing on the NBA that I'm going to mention uh, towards the end because it, it kind of deals with some positive things. We're going to talk a little bit about the shutdown of sports as our topic on hand. We're going to go to the NCAA. So they actually were the first ones – you know, in the, at least in the United States arena, because Italy did it a while ago, they were the first kind of association that said we're gonna we're not gonna have fans, especially when it came to the the first four that has been played in, in uh, Cleveland. So the first four games of March Madness, no fans. Then they came out later and said, okay, no fans for the entirety of March Madness, and that's what got everybody thinking. I mean, March Madness is one of the most dynamic environments in sports, and now it's not gonna have the environment part. Well, that was crazy, and now no March Madness period. Yeah, I, the whole the the complete cancellation kind of threw me off. I, I I mean postponed is one thing, but they I mean they just said yeah it's not happening. Which right. for you got to think about it from a perspective of all those seniors who aren't gonna get drafted, you know, who are playing, you know, maybe played their last game and not known about. It. I mean, what I mean, how do you how do you think they feel about that? You know, they get the news one day that you know like oh wow I played played my last game like. And some of them played well enough. They were predicted, hey, you're going to go far in March Madness. You have a chance to bring greatness to your school. And now they, they can't. And that brings up two legitimate questions that I want to ask you. The, the second one you kind of touched on. And, but the first one I ask, so do you think, because and I, and I mentioned this earlier about teams being on the, on the, or not just teams, but you know sports leagues being on the fence about it because of the logistics issues. But do you think maybe if we weren't so on the fence and we weren't trying to put sports above public safety. Not saying that's what they were doing, but it kind of felt like it. If they had made a decision quicker, do you think maybe at this point we wouldn't have had to cancel games? It, would, it could have just been postponed. We've had enough time to react and, and plan it out. Yeah, I could. I think if you know a decision would have, was made sooner, you know, it definitely could have been done differently rather than just you know a full cancellation. Maybe like you said, postponed, but. You know, like I said, with those, do you think do you think they should add a year of eligibility to all well, those seniors? That that was my second question to you because I feel like that's the best route to go, and I'm not saying that you just grant a carpet of eligibility and just you know everybody's in. I think you you have your athletic directors or program heads or whoever go to these seniors because it, it's not just with with college basketball, not just March Madness. I mean, they canceled all winter and spring sports. There's volleyball, tennis. I mean, there's just a ton of sports that was impacted, and so. I think you go to your seniors, maybe you send out an email or form, I don't know, however each campus wants to do it, and you ask them, do you want to come back and try another year, or do you think it would be best for you to go? Because you said some of them, you know, they're not going to be trying to go pro. They're just trying to finish their degree and graduate. So maybe they, they want to focus on school. You know, you never know. But those that do, I think there should be something done for them to have the, uh, another year of eligibility added. Because at least for them, it's not like with the NBA. We talked about LeBron. We talked about um, – uh, you know some of these older veterans who are you know they're still playing great, but who knows that this was the last year of that prime and and you know it's not like that they're still young they they have another year they've got plenty of left you know in the tank so 
I, I agree. Eligibility, something needs to be done for them. I mean, for, it's not fair. For certain, you know, like, there's, you know, there's the one-and-done players. They come in freshman year. They're, they're, they're definitely, you know, right. going to the NBA. James Wiseman for Memphis. Uh, Anthony Edwards, UGA. And the they made their done. case this season. I, at this point, even, even with the season being cut short, it, the scouts haven't been going, all right, this guy is pretty good. At this point, I, I mean, I don't know what they've been looking yeah, at. Yeah, Anthony Edwards so. is a monster. But what I'm saying is... You know, you have these players that come in one and done. They're just, you know, they're 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 going to the NBA after one season. That's fine. Cool. They got what they needed to do out the way. They got a whole season of playing. You know. Now, for these players that have been playing for four years at a college, you know, they don't have the spotlight like these players that are so hyped up. You know, the mm-hmm. one and dones. You know, and you see that, that are that are track. making it that are making it into the tournament. Um, that's a lot, and like a lot of national exposure, you know, te- televised exposure for them to get seen, NBA scouts, you know, that they're not getting now. Oh, I guarantee you so, every year at March Madness, all 30 teams have a scout in the stands. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, that's what yeah. I'm saying, and so you gotta think, you know, they've worked their butts off for four years, maybe, you know, for the dream to be in the NBA, and now, you know, they can't, and yeah. with all that being said, I, I think... You know, like you said, they should be given the option, which is should happen. And I'm I'm hoping that the, the you know NCAA makes that decision that they will add a year of eligibility because it's just not fair to some of those players. Like I said, you know, you I mean you've got the one and dones who don't technically need the tournament. Like Anthony Edwards, George is not even making it into the tournament, but he's gonna exactly. go first round. He's gonna go first round in the NBA. He's good. But like I said, you have those four years just grinding at players. You know, grinding out for four years. Who are losing all that exposure, you know, not being in the tournament. So it, it definitely needs to happen that they should have an extra year of eligibility added on, and not even just in basketball. I mean, in all college sports. I mean, it. Well, obviously not college football because they're not postponed at all. But well, in, some of the spring games are, and they're they're pro days, but those aren't really. Yeah, but but for like college baseball, like college baseball, you know, seniors they they should have you know an extra year just because I mean it's not it's cutting into this. Yeah, I mean it's not fair. And and that goes back to the the issue of logistics that we've mentioned. I mean, it's I wouldn't I would not want to have the nightmare of trying to plan all this out and figure it out. But it was something that came upon the United States and just everybody here. I mean, as a whole, as we're talking about it right now, I, I mean, there's there's people in boardrooms discussing this. Okay, what the hell do we do? Because now we've shut down everything and this created all these problems. And that that that's a big that's a big question. I mean, eligibility. You would hope the NCAA gives them that because while, again, some things are bigger than sports and some things it's just out of your control, you also want to be fair to your players. Because you, you have a, as a governing board of a sport, you have a right to have your players fairly represented and, and, and fairly put. I just, I thought it was really funny. <laughs> all the all the major leagues canceled, you know, postponed or whatever, and the XFL was just like, nah, that's okay. Let's go. Keep playing. Let's do it. Now, they did end up, you know, postponing and everything but at first they weren't doing it and i just thought that was really funny they're just like screw it let's go let's play football absolutely <laughs> uh we we you mentioned the xfl that's that's definitely a good i guess bridge i guess i wanted to ask you about um the wwe vince mcmahon's got stakes in both of those and right now wrestlemania 36 is slated uh, i can't remember i think it was april april 5th so we're what two two and a half weeks away from that, 
And it's going to be in Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay was one of the first cities in the country that had positive cases of coronavirus. And right now, apparently Vince is still trying to go through with WrestleMania 36. And the governor, or not the governor, excuse me, the, the mayor of Tampa has said, if you don't cancel it and give us a definite timeline by this date, we're going to go ahead and say no go on it, period. So, and I know right now WWE, they've moved a lot of, you know, the Raw, the SmackDown, um, you know, NXT, they moved all those talents and things to the Performance Center or to these small places where they can kind of just do limited exposure to their, their talent and things like that. So, I mean, I don't know if they're going to do it if they don't. Ha- I mean, you have to have WrestleMania, first of all, because they've been building up to this for so long. And either it's either they postpone it and maybe sacrifice a pay-per-view or two, you know, at, with this maybe in May or however long it is, or they just they figure out another way to put it on. But I think it would be weird to see the, you know, greatest wrestling stage of all time in the Performance Center. I, don't, I, I think that would lose the grandeur of, of WrestleMania. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like they just need to postpone it. I, I don't really think you need to take that risk. Um, it I, In my opinion, it definitely needs to be postponed. I, I don't want to see, you know, any of my favorite wrestlers getting coronavirus because Vince McMahon didn't want to take yeah. the, you know, right precautionary steps. So Well, and, and they, they did say that, you know, if a cancellation by government officials was put up, that they would, I mean, they're working on contingency plans right now, but we just, we don't know what that is. And you've got fans that have been, they bought tickets months ago. As soon as they went on sale, they made travel plans, requested off work. I mean, they've got all this stuff set, scheduled for this weekend. And now, I mean, if they don't, if, if WWE takes any longer at this point, you're, you're, I think you're going to, you know, piss off some people because, hey, I just spent $400, $500 on good tickets for me and my family to come well, and see this thing. And you now, have to you think know. about it as, you know, we might piss off, it might piss off some fans, but, I mean, if, you know, their favorite wrestler catches corona and dies, I mean, well, yeah. what's the point of even coming to the shows now? You mean, come on, you got to think about it, you know. I mean, you... Well, that's an, that's an extreme. There's no, I mean, there's but no entertainment. There, there's not saying? at that point. And, like I said, you know, because WWE, they've moved all of their, their shows to kind of smaller venues and things like that. I don't really know how they're handling the, the storylines and things like that. But I know with with WrestleMania, one of the big things about that weekend, because there's a ton of stuff that goes on WrestleMania weekend. Obviously, you've got WrestleMania. You're going to have the SmackDown before and the Raw after that usually happens in the same city. You have the Hall of Fame induction, which you definitely don't want you know, Ric Flair to come up in there. And I mean, I would hate for the Nature Boy to catch coronavirus and that'd be the end of the woo. I'd hate that. Yeah. I'd hate that. Uh, but you have the Hall of Fame that, that usually goes on. There's obviously you know, where all the fans get to meet their... Um, you know, their whatever their favorite superstar, you know, diva or uh, you know, women's wrestler. I don't call them divas anymore. But you know, and now I know that would never happen. They would probably shut that event down. Oh yeah, have that happen. X-X-X-X. No way. There would definitely not be direct contact. But the other thing that makes the cancellation, or at least having a contingency plan for WrestleMania big, is the fact that there are a lot of small time and indie promotions that come to WrestleMania and they put on shows while all of these thousands and thousands of people are in the city and people actually come to these shows and they'll watch them and and this is where some of these younger stars they get it's just like you were talking about with college how they got scout this is where they get their name out there and the promotions rely on the money that they bring in for it and the talent relies on maybe one day they'll get caught up to the big times so if they don't have wrestlemania that's going to hurt them you know that's why i'm just they need a contingency plan and i know xfl said that right now their season's postponed and so um 
it's I really don't know if they're just going to bring it back. Um, I feel like we're so used to sports being on a cycle. You know, oh, you've got hockey in the winter, baseball in the spring, college football, NFL in the fall, basketball kind of goes on all the way through, it, it mixed in there. But I, I, I guess we forget that if the NBA decided they wanted to move their season from April to December, they could do that if they really wanted to. And if, if we have to postpone these games and then just have them played later, yeah, it would be, again, a logistics nightmare for national TV scheduling and trying to get fans, you know, hey, we know you bought tickets for this. We've given your money back if you want to rebuy your tickets for this day because we've got it set up, you know, whatever. It would be crazy, but it could happen. So I guess if they postpone WrestleMania, they could make it happen. Yeah, I mean, it would be, like you said, a nightmare to do it, but, I mean, for the safety of your fan base, I mean, it's that's, definitely that's the right want. thing to do, yeah. Now, as I said, I don't know how they're how they're handling the storylines, but I know you're an AEW fan, and AEW basically told their talent, they said, right now, if you feel sick, or if you just don't feel like coming in because you know that this is going around, you are not, we're not going to jeopardize a push, we're not going to jeopardize a storyline, if that's what happens... You, if you decide, you know, I'm going to take a, I don't know how long they would, you know, say it would be justified. Well, let's just say I'm going to take a one-month hiatus, quarantine myself, you know, go completely state of decay, you know, COD, Zombies 2, whatever. I'm, I'm building everything. I'm, I'm going to live in a box. They basically said if you come back to work in a month and you were the hottest heel in the company or you were right there about to get your championship shot, you're going you're gonna to jump right back in there. And I think that's a perfect yeah, way to Yeah, that's how it should be. That's why I love Cody Rhodes so much. He knows what he's doing. And that's why AEW. It's a promotion better. by wrestlers for wrestlers. Better. For wrestling fans. It's yeah. better. I'm sorry, it's it, just better than WWE. It, it, <laughs> um, we also, because we're, we're continuing, we're, we're talking about a lot of these, uh, you know, again, it, coronavirus has touched everything at this point. But we, you mentioned the MLB earlier, and um, with the NHL, we've also mentioned them a little bit, and, and I'll mention them in just a second. But with the MLB, they're in spring training right now, and they had. Two more weeks, I think, before opening day. So now they've said we're going to delay opening day by two weeks. And I don't know if that means they're just going to cut two weeks off the schedule like a lot of people are doing maybe and and just resume it whenever it's safe. Do you think that that two weeks is enough? Do you think maybe they need to cut more? What's the the deal with that? I think it just depends on how everything goes um, between now and then. The two weeks, I kind of – I think three or four weeks would probably be, you know – a better amount of time because I feel like two weeks is just kind of a short amount of time for something like this. But like I said, you you just have to wait and see kind of what's going on. Right. Well, and, and I because you, you say two weeks is a, is a short amount of time. I, I feel like they said two weeks because they're doing like a lot of the sports leagues are doing. I mean, the NBA said they're going to be using this hiatus to figure out what they need to do next. Same thing with NCAA. So I think that's what the MLB is doing. We're saying, okay. We're going to postpone it, and they said for at least two weeks. And they left open the the possibility that it could continue further. I guess they're going to continue watching it because they're being informed by people who are a lot more, you know, they know about this virus better than we do. So I, I just, with, with that, you know, with baseball getting started, I don't think it's going to hurt their season as much because spring training is like the preseason in the NFL and in the NBA. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're getting your guys out there. You're seeing, okay, who might have some potential this season, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, there's no stats recorded. You're going to start fresh. So if they were to say, we're going to we're gonna start our season two months in and just have this X minute, how, how many games are left, that's how many we're going to play, everybody would still have an even slate. So I don't think they need to be worried about it. It's not as much as, in terms of fairness, 
with, we're talking about college basketball, NBA. So there's that. And with the NHL, they postponed their season. And I found it funny. Hockey's canceled. And then less than 24 hours later, Canada has a vaccine ready to go in human testing. You don't take away a Canadian no, you hockey. Don't, no, not the hockey. Gosh. It's the last straw. Last straw, eh? Hey, don't take away my hockey, bud. Not today, bud. No, bud. Not today. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I, going through all of the, because we can go, I mean, there's football, tennis, the PGA. They're canceling their the, the Players' Championship right now. There's eSports even. It you know, with all, with all this, you know, coronavirus madness happening, you know, all sports being canceled, and you really take a step back and look. Cristiano Ronaldo is missing more games than he's ever missed in his career. Lionel Messi is more injury prone than he's ever been. LeBron James is 35, going on 36 years old. You really need to take a step back and appreciate, you know, what's going on. Because some of these players, you know, you know, we've, you know, like, oh, they're the best in the world. They're the greatest, but... They're not going to be here forever. Yeah, they're not going to be here much not, longer. You know, having this little... League. Having this I don't little, want to sound morbid. Oh, they're going to die soon. No, but they're not going to be in the league. It's like, I mean, it's just kind of like, you know, with Kobe passing. I mean, it was just, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, Kobe. You know, like, oh, it's Kobe, whatever. You know, everybody, you know, just... You see Kobe at a game. Oh, it's just Kobe. Oh, it's Kobe. Then he passes away, and it's just like... Yeah. Wow. And that's just one of the things that I've noticed, you know, since this little, you know, since this started, you start to think about it. I mean, we kind of we kind of take them for granted in a way because we don't really appreciate them in my opinion like we should because think of like I just said, I mean, sooner or later like one day we're going to turn on the TV and we're not going to see LeBron James in the NBA. And for me, I mean, I that'll that'll be weird, that'll be weird because be weird. you know I mean, what he came in in '03. I believe so. With I was um, what I was five, six years old. So I mean, I've never not known the NBA without LeBron. It's always been LeBron is, in my opinion, like one of the best players in the league. And so we just definitely need to appreciate them while they're here right. and while you know they're still playing. It's just something that I've definitely you know thought about. Right, and and that. I kind of, because I, I don't mean to, I guess, sound like I'm being negative towards what these sports leagues have done, but I was kind of upset that we were so just, uh, I don't know, I, mean, I don't know, maybe do we do that. We were so on the fence about these decisions when it became clear, I mean, a pretty good while ago that this was going to be something serious. And I get it. I love sports. I love watching sports. I love talking about sports. I've been in some of the most interesting conversations trying to debate about who's better, LeBron or, or Michael Jordan. And and you could there's so many topics, and it's it gives us something to unite behind. I mean, there's so much crap going on in life, and then you can come into a stadium with 20,000 people all wearing the same colors and cheering for the same thing. It's great. It's magical. It makes you forget a lot. I mean, you think about sports after 9-11. It felt weird for them to start playing, but then it felt normal all of a sudden because it's like, man, this is a sense of normalcy after all that. You know, sports is magical. I get it. But when something like this comes around, I just felt like we shouldn't have been so on the fence about it. If we would have, you know, as soon as we start to realize cases are coming to the United States and they're starting to really increase the number, all right, you know what? No fans. We're going to start there. I hate to say it. We'll find some way to compensate you, but I'm sorry. We're going to protect their interests. It shouldn't have had to have come to a player getting it. I'm not saying that even without, like I said earlier, 
without fans, I'm not saying the players wouldn't have gotten it, but it shouldn't have gotten to that point for somebody to go, oh, okay, yeah, no, let's let's shut this thing down. Well, with, look, you saying sports is magical. I mean, there's, gosh, there is nothing like, you know, three seconds left in a football game, fourth quarter, field goal, 50-50 yard field goal, kicks it, you're watching it. I mean, you're you got your hands on your head, holding your Surrender breath cobra. to watch it, to watch it just barely squeak in to lose your mind, or to watch it barely just squeak the outside and miss. Or, you know, watching, like I already said, basketball, your player, game seven, or the championship game, March Madness, he dribbles up the court, launches a three-pointer, swishes it, no time left for the game winner. I mean, it's 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 a feeling unlike any. Or or even, let's just say, baseball. I mean, you, you're bottom of the ninth. You step up to the plate, full count, three balls, two strikes. Pitch comes in, grand slam, to win the World Series. Like, moments like that are just something that will go down, you know, as unforgettable moments. And that's just things that we're missing out on now that all this stuff is canceled and postponed. Right, and, and, and don't get me – I'm not saying, you know, like, oh, they shouldn't have done it. It needed to be done. And I agree with you. I, yeah. I feel like it should have been done sooner, for sure. I mean, it, it, the whole, you know, them debating whether or not, you know, like, oh, should we should, – no, it, I just feel like they should have made that decision. No. Let's just hmm. just get – you know – I, I like you said, it shouldn't have taken somebody getting it to, but. to get to this point. And I, I, I mean that that's a very valid point. I mean, you know, this is something because, like I said, sports brings us together. And you could probably argue the fact that maybe they wanted to keep it going because we're facing such. I mean, this is such a big thing. You know, hey, we need something to come together. But and I still I argue this to this day. While being in a stadium, well, live crowd is a, an experience that is unlike any other. When you're watching it at home, there are perks. The only thing you're paying for is your monthly TV bill. That's your ticket of admission. You have pure HD, as great as your TV can be, all the best camera angles, commercial breaks where you can get up and go to the bathroom and come back without missing an action, and if you have the DVR, you can just rewind and watch it again. Did he really catch that? No, his foot was out of bounds. You know what I'm saying? There's no lines to the bathroom. All the food and beer is perfectly priced. I mean, it's not you're not paying $5 for a little bit of foam and some, you know, the cup. You know, it, AC, the weather is always clear, sunny, however, whatever temperature you like. There are perks to being at home, and I feel like we overlook that sometimes. So, again, I'm, I don't I don't have a perfect answer to say, hey, this is how we should handle it, because the well, logistics nightmare is crazy. Well, I have a question. I have a question, though. Does, you know, all these sports getting canceled play a factor in how much the, um, like, how much people are freaking out about this? pandemic is it is the sports being canceled kind of like oh my gosh this is so serious ah do you think that's causing a little more mass hysteria well i I, and a lot of it it comes to you know how much the media is covering it because i mean you can't turn on the news right now without hearing about coronavirus and and to an extent we do need to hear about it i mean it's good to know okay hey there might be somebody in your area that has it. It's kind of easy to know, but I mean, with the president's declared it a national emergency. There's state governments that have declared states of emergency. There's, you know, the World Health Organization. They said it's a pandemic. You're every day you're seeing the numbers go up and go up and go up, and people are talking about it. There's always going to be some scare when something new comes on. You saw it with swine flu. You saw it with Ebola. You saw it with avian flu. When something new comes up and, and you don't know whether or not it can get you sick, whether or not it can kill you. Well, Corona is definitely blown out of proportion. I mean, it's got like a 0.3% death rate. Nah, I don't I don't know the stats, but it, no, it's no, very it's, minimal. It's, it's, you're it's right. Like, it's, minimal. It's, it's either 03 or 0.5% when, I mean, Ebola was killing 
oh my gosh, I mean, what, like a, like a 67, 77% kill rate, something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, the I media, like you said, the media is definitely, it's, it's, yeah. it's way, it's way more hyped up than it needs to be. And now I'm not saying, you know, like, oh, you don't need to be washing your hands. You don't need to take this seriously. Well, no, you should be washing it needs to be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're not washing your hands and I mean, you're dirty, that's gross. Do that. But you heard it here first, folks. You're dirty if you don't wash your hands. <laughs> you are. That's gross. But like, if I go to the like, if I go to the bathroom somewhere, like at a restaurant or any public place, and like, you don't wash your hands. like like I we I like I go to the bathroom and then I watch you go to the bathroom and then walk out and not wash your hands. Like I automatically like don't want to be your friend. You judge them. Yeah, yeah like I automatically. <laughs> if you don't want to go through wash hand sanitizer, Something. that's all we're asking. Like don't don't freaking, just don't go to the bathroom and fondle your junk and then not wash your hands. Like that's disgusting. We don't want the junk funk. All right, we just we don't want it. <laughs> that's how Corona spread. Just watch your hands. Just watch your hands. Essentially, that's what it boils down to. We thank you for tuning in. No, we're just kidding. (laughs) Um, If there is a message, though, please watch your hands. But, like, no, no, no. Like, I'm not saying don't take it seriously because it needs to be taken seriously. But there's no need right now, like, people going to grocery stores and just buying every... No, it, it is not that serious. Like, people are definitely freaking out when it is not that serious. You talk about grocery stores. What is with toilet paper? I mean, as far as I know, coronavirus doesn't make you confined to your toilet. Yeah, paper. I mean, who even needs toilet paper? Just use your hand. And it's not. I could understand you going to Sam's Club and buy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm just kidding. No, but <laughs> no, no. Anyways, I can see you going to Sam's Club and buying like one of their. They have a bulk pack like what fifty six, sixty four rolls, and buying one and being like, okay, this can last me for. Two months, three months. If yeah, dude, one sheet but per some, Well, I don't, it, it depends, because there's <laughs> some that are... Ma- We're not trying to argue about poop. <laughs> but I just... I've, like, that's such the weirdest freak out right now. And I think a lot of it is they see other people doing it, and they're like, okay, well, they must be onto something. I gotta... Yeah, no, I mean, that's 100. That, that's definitely how it goes. But I just... I, toilet paper doesn't do... I can understand antibacterial wipes and, and hand soap and stuff. Yeah. But actually, no, it's not even hand soap. They're buying, like... You know, Germex and 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 Clorox and and the wipes and stuff like that. But hand soap still there, apparently. I, I don't know. Wash your hands. Yeah, Americans are just gross. I, well, that's what it boils down to. It's kind of a shameful thing. I'm I'm one of those. Listen, so. if you want to like, I work. You know, I work at a restaurant. I go to the bathroom sometimes. I you, I couldn't tell you. I could count. I I couldn't tell you how many times I've watched customers not wash their hands. And yeah. think about they touch menus yeah. and everything that you also touch. So well, it, just it, think it, about it, that. It brings up a, a valid point. I mean, you know, it kind of sheds some light on how, how iffy we are. Because people should be washing their hands. But now we have to stress that. Yeah, like yeah. I said, if you don't wash your hands, you're um, gross and you're dirty. I, I think a lot of the, the hype that's coming from it, too, is it, it's, it's, number one, it's the fact that we, d- we don't have a vaccine for it. So people are freaking out like, oh, my God, if I get it, I'm going to die. You're probably not going to. Well, like I said, it has like a 0. .5, 0.3% kill yeah, rate. It's, so it's very, very I'm, That's why. And that's the severe why cases are those, you know, they're older patients. Your, yeah. Your, your children, people with compromised immune systems, you know. I think I, the other fear that I guess people have, not necessarily getting it for themselves, because if I get it, like I said, I'm going to quarantine myself for two weeks, play video games. I'll be fine. I'll live. 
mean, I don't know that for sure. I mean, as soon as I say I'll live, watch me be dead next week. But, you know, I feel like the, the fear is not in so much getting it yourself. I mean, yeah, you are worried you're going to get it yourself, but it's it's worried about getting it yourself and then you being at fault for giving it to your 94-year-old grandmother or, you know, your cousin who has yeah. HIV or something like that. So there, there's a lot of fear about it, and I think there there does need to be an awareness, but we don't need people flooding the hospitals because, oh, I was coughing, so maybe I have it. And then you got somebody, you know, three spots back in line who do, needs a ventilator or they're not going to be able yeah, to Yeah, exactly. So uh, the overall response, you, you pose a good question. I don't think I ever answered it about whether or not it was going to contribute to the fear or shutting down everything like this. It, it will add some of it because, I mean... Whenever you picture a doomsday scenario, you're—I mean, there's nothing open. Stores are closed. Restaurants are closed. There's no sports. There's no nothing. Everybody's just on their own. So it kind of attributes to that. But at the same time, I—I I, I feel like people can see this as this is something that we need to do. It's necessary because it's not just sports. I mean, they're—they canceled St. Patrick's Day parades, and there's no public events of sizes over a certain amount of people. So I want to say it's like a thousand. Like it's like no public it, I think events it's, over it's, a thousand. It varies by city or city. Some yeah. of them are a thousand things like that. Airline travel and hotel prices are down a lot. I mean, I work at the hotel. We, we get that all the time. It is, you know, we haven't had a lot of people been coming through recently, and that's just because they're worried about traveling. Now, you do have those people that see this time of year, oh, my God, I can go to Washington, D.C. for $600 for my family, and that's round-trip airfare, four nights hotel, and everything. I mean, you know, they think this is the perfect time to travel. It's not. Don't do it. But, I don't know. I, altogether, I, I agree with the things that, that has happened. All the shutdowns, all the postponed, you know, all that stuff. It should have happened. Should it have happened sooner? Yes. Are there questions that come up? Eligibility, fairness to what we need to start back again, all stuff? Yes. And that's going to be answered in the coming days and weeks. Because as I said, we're talking about it right now, but they're, they're having meetings and they're trying to figure this out because sports is not something that you can just, oh, all right, well, we'll take a day off today. We're not going to do that. You, you have to have a contingency plan in order. And I guarantee you none of the, you know, there were people in the NBA head office just sitting around the table going about, all right, so when the next virus comes out, what are we going to do, fellas? No. It's not going to happen. Um, so I think we've, we've hit coronavirus on the head. I really, I'm tired of talking about coronavirus at this point. It, we'll probably have to talk about it in the future. But yeah. there's a couple of questions, a couple of things I want to bring up to you. First and foremost, with the shutdowns going on, there's been several players around the league. Blake Griffin, Zion Williamson, uh, Giannis. They've basically said, we're going to be looking out for the little guys. All the arena employees, whether it be security staff, janitors, concessions workers, anybody that works and earns a living at these arenas and depends on these NBA seasons to get their money, we're going to be donating money and, and helping you guys out with that. That's a that's a bro move right there. No, that's it's amazing. I mean, that is outstanding. That's one of the things is like with without them, you don't have. That's why anytime I hear a story about, and it could be in any sport. I mean, it, sometimes you know fighters in the UFC they'll do it things like that whatever. Anybody that comes in and, and they're just they're shaking hands with the janitors and they're thanking everybody that they're running to that's a staff member. I I love people like that because. Without them, again, it would not be possible. And it's not like I mean, with an NBA player, they think about um, was it Chris Paul that this season, one player was supposed to make like thirty-eight or forty million dollars this season. Okay, the NBA shuts down. I think they're going to be fine. They got enough yeah. saved up in the bank. But for these people, like I said, they rely on the season. So for somebody to to say, look, I'm going to put a million dollars of my money towards this. I'm going to do that. You know, I, I think that's great. And I think we're seeing that out now. The question that I want to bring up about that wasn't, was that a good move? Because, I mean, if you say that's not a good move, I don't know. You just don't have any morals. The question is, do you think that the player should have done it first? Or do you think the owner should step in and go, okay, no, you, I mean, you can do this if you want to, but we will take care of it. 
Do you think it's the owner's responsibility that they should do that? Not yeah. just in the NBA, but just any period where where it's at. Owner should. Yeah, do that. It, I they should. But I mean, are they going to? Probably not. But. There there's some that have have made some efforts. I, I don't I don't know the by the names, but I think it would be better for them to to step in and do it. Not necessarily to say, okay, I know you pledge money, Mister Zion or whoever, you know, but you take it back and we'll take care. Take what they've given and add on to it because it's just it it helped. Not only it's good press and that's what you you want, but you're also ensuring that you have a you know a loyal staff that's going to be there for you, and you're also showing your fans that this necessarily isn't so bad. We, do, we all we got to do is just hold out for a month, two months, and and really practice good hygiene, social distancing, things like that. We'll get past it. Now that also being said, you mentioned it. Goodness, it's been early, early in the show. You talked about the MVP race. And with the season coming to an end, I still believe they're going to vote for it. So the two runaway candidates that we have right now, Giannis Antetokounmpo trying to get his back-to-back MVP status, and LeBron James. 35 years old, 17th season in the league, four-time MVP, looking for number five maybe, even though he said it really doesn't matter to him. Who you got? LeBron. Because MVP as we all know, stands for Most Valuable Player. The Bucks have proven, without Giannis, that they can win games. They have proven that. Earlier in the season, they played the Pelicans without Giannis and blew them out by 40. What's also the Pelicans? In my opinion, the Lakers lose LeBron, they, they won't win games. That is my opinion. He is the glue even, that holds that team together. Even with AD... Yeah, no, he's the glue that holds that team together. A lot of AD shots come from good passes from LeBron, you know, passes from LeBron. I mean, just that that whole team flows through LeBron James. That is, I mean, without him, they would not be as successful as they are. I'm not going to say, let me take that back, they won't win games, but they wouldn't. They would. I don't they even. Would be top of the I West, think they say. would be eighth seed in the West, maybe without even maybe even tenth seed without LeBron James. I mean, he's definitely the keystone player on that team, and that's why I say MVP, most valuable player, is LeBron James. Also, thirty-five years old, leading the league in assists, almost leading. I mean, he's what second, third in scoring. I mean, it's. And I, I was going to actually ask you that. Do you think maybe? Just the awe-inspiring nature of the fact that this man is 35 years old. And he, I mean, Giannis even said it. He goes, this is what we aspire to do, to be this and, active. And when the Bucks and Lakers played a couple weeks ago, LeBron shut down Giannis. Oh, yeah. I mean, he every time LeBron and, and was guarding Giannis, he didn't score. So In in that game, you had Giannis, 32 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. And that, in terms of Giannis, when you're talking about Giannis, that's an off day. It really wasn't that good. And then you look at LeBron, he had 37 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, and he fed AD um, um, several good looks. AD had 30 points, 9 rebounds, a couple blocks, a couple steals. They just had that dynamic going. And I, you say LeBron is the glue that holds it together. I, I guess so. But you also said that with without Giannis, the Bucks can win games. But we look at that game with the Lakers, no other Bucks player scored over 20 points. I think the closest was Dante DiVincenzo. He had 17. Chris Middleton had 12 points only. Yeah, but you've got to look at Giannis' field goal percentage. How many shots did he take and miss that another player could have been shooting and making? You have to look at that. Like four four shots that he didn't need to take. 
like when he drives in and gets the ball stripped or something. Because let's face it, if he's not driving, he doesn't have a three yet. He, I, I said mean, it. I said it in our first episode. If he gets that consistent three, he's he's scary. But right now, I mean, he went one of six in, in that game from deep. And I mean, that's not scary. he's gonna. The thing about it is, his stat line is always gonna look somewhat decent. I mean, he's seven feet tall. Of course, he's gonna grab rebounds. I was about to say at this, so, at this I mean, point, his stat if he line have a triple double. I mean, like, yeah, is he okay? I mean, his stat line is always gonna be you know double digit points, double digit rebounds because, like I said, he's seven feet tall. I mean, if he doesn't, I mean, if he doesn't get double digit rebounds, he's doing something wrong. So that's why I say you know LeBron is MVP over him. I mean, you can't really look at like oh he's got another double double. Well, okay, LeBron's out here, thirty five years old. Arguably having, you know, I mean, one of his best seasons in his career, and I mean, he should have won. He LeBron should have won MVP. What was it? Two, two or three years ago, when James Harden won it over him, and LeBron, like statistically, was way better in almost every category except, I think, three point percentage and I want to say scoring. That was it. That was it. And James Harden still won it over him, and I, it was shouldn't have happened. So I think LeBron is robbed then, and if he doesn't win it this year, he's robbed now. Right. I I can be on board with that, and I think the 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 thing that I'm going to most agree with is it's most valuable player, and I believe it was Charles Barkley that may have said it was somebody on the inside of the NBA crew that they they said it. I think it was last year they were talking about it. When it comes to MVP, your win loss sort of falls in there, your stats sort of fall in there, but at the end of the day, it's going to be the guy that contributed most. This is the guy that without this person, your team would look completely different. So I, I can agree. LeBron, you know, he he's trailing in some stat categories in comparison to Giannis, and he's at, he's got more minutes. Well, to put it in, but, to put it in I mean, perspective, to put it in perspective, who's, who's gonna, <laughs> who comes in for LeBron when he gets hurt? I don't. I haven't watched it. Yeah, that's exactly my point. Yeah, I. I mean, I don't know their bench, but that's that's exactly my point. Who comes? Who comes in when LeBron's hurt? You don't know because it's LeBron. Right. That's the point. Well, and and I because I, I think Doris Burke said it. Um, she was talking about this weekend, or well, not this past weekend, but the the weekend that the Lakers had. They beat they beat the Bucks, and then they played the Clippers on Sunday. And she said in that two game stretch, <laughs> the with this being, yeah, with this being the. We didn't know it at the time, but essentially the last two big games that he had of the season, he basically cemented his MVP status because he goes up against the Clippers, battle for L.A. They still had one more match, which was the rescheduled game from you know, earlier in the season whenever you know, Kobe passed away. So now it's – and we don't know if they're going to play that anymore. Right now, Clippers have the 2-1 advantage on them, yeah. but um, I would have loved to have seen a seven-game series in the Western Conference Finals with them. Oh, that would have been great. But anyways, in this game – LeBron, he continued that MVP case. He's got 28 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists, 80 again, coming up 30 points, 8 rebounds, a couple steals, assists, blocks. They're really helping him out. They're a great one-two punch. 11 out of the last 12 games they played, the Lakers were on top. And you had the Clippers. I mean, the Clippers didn't just go down easy. PG, 31. Kawhi, 27. Montreal Harold, uh, he had 20 points. You know, it's... They, they played so well under LeBron's leadership, and, and he was out there playing defense. He was out there at 35 years old, guarding Giannis, stepping up against him. Not only that, stepping up against Kawhi and PG, and he's putting his body on the line for these things. I, I think he tried to take a charge, and it didn't really result in a charging foul, but he put himself in that risk at 35. So 
while Giannis is my favorite player actively playing right now, I have to I have to say LeBron he, give him the MVP at this point because he put the Cavs team on his back several seasons in a row, didn't win the MVP because somebody on the Golden State Warriors was doing better than he was. And now that was that was the year I was talking about when James Harden beat him out for was it. Was it James? Yeah, James it, Harden. He, Harden did not deserve it that year. Don't get me wrong. Did he play well that season? Yes, he did lead the league in scoring. But every other was, statistical was he not the most valuable player no like every other saying. statistical category LeBron led in, and I just don't. He got robbed, and got it's robbed. gonna. I have a strong feeling that he's gonna get robbed again. But maybe they're just tired of giving LeBron MVP. No, I, I think they'll do it because he like he he made the case and the Lakers they first playoff spot since 2013 he I'm not gonna say single handedly because he had a lot of help this season AD's good but it was because of him coming back with this resurgence it helps that he was able to lead them to where they are without him I mean last season he was on the team yes but he didn't necessarily have the cast around him. This season, he's got the cast around him, and he's brought him back. Franchise longest stretch without being in the playoffs, and he's gotten to this point. They've clinched their playoff spot. They're in there. The only the only other argument, again, is that when you're comparing him to Giannis, he's trailing in a couple stat categories, and then the Bucks were the fastest team in NBA history this season to clinch a playoff spot, which is, again, we talked about fairness to the players earlier. I would It seemed like that this could be their year. And I wanted that Lakers Clippers seven game series. I wanted to see what the Heat could do against the Bucks, but I thought it was going to be Bucks Lakers, and I wanted to see that seven game series. So, I don't know. But we got a couple of things extra that we want to mention, and then we'll we'll close it out. Uh, these are just some fun little headlines that I I'm not sure if they're going to even matter at this point because sports is canceled. Yeah, we don't have any sports right now. <laughs> but we'll 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 just for the sake of it. Um, there was a West Virginia high school senior. His name is Braxton Amos. He actually completed his high school wrestling career 142 and 0. He had three state wrestling titles, uh, several events at the national and so international level. Who wins? Who wins in a wrestling match, though? Him or Khabib? I don't know if I have to give an answer. I think that's a given. Khabib. He's never lost. This dude has never lost. I'm just so saying he- the streak versus Khabib. But he's a high he's a high school senior. This dude has been in MMA for years. I it's gonna be. I hate to say it. Now, which streak is better, one hundred and forty two and zero or Undertaker's WrestleMania streak? One hundred and forty two and zero. Okay, okay. Because well, I mean, you know, there's there's a more, but there's definitely something you know about the Undertaker's. That's a little um, <clears throat> scripted, but <laughs> but okay, 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 okay. <laughs> So, 142 and 0, or Goldberg streak. I mean, the guy was... Still, <coughs> scripted. Okay, I'm just... I'm, I'm trying to... <laughs> and still, kudos to the guy. The 142 wins oh, and, and not that's incredible. being beaten ever? Yeah. I don't know. That's video games type numbers. Yeah, it's crazy. Kudos to him. Uh, I, I want to try to pronounce this name right. I, if I get it wrong, sorry. Um, Hind Zaza. She's an 11-year-old Syrian table tennis player. She qualified for the Olympics. 11? 11 years old. Um, I could beat her. She she was in a... T- she she doesn't want the smoke. She don't want the smoke, dog. Okay. You ever seen me on the she, pong table? Oh, ping pong. Never not mind. beer pong. Sorry. Ping Sorry. pong. Sorry. Wrong sport. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'll ask you this, though. If they had an Olympic sport for beer pong, are you qualifying? Oh, gold medal. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Untouchable right here. Listen. Dear Jesus. 
Sometimes, sometimes you say things. <laughs> yeah, my, but, okay, so she's that's the but, hottest of hot takes right there. That is. This is why people tune in for, to hear you say that you would be a gold medal Olympian beer pong player. Which beer would you drink though when you had to take oh, your Dos Equis. So what happens when you get coronavirus twice? So <laughs> she is an 11-year-old in Syria, and she's, I, I think she's at the middle school level in Syria. I don't know how their education system works. I'm not going to lie. When I was in middle school, I, I was worried about playing video games, getting the bag of chips that was stuck in the vending machine, so if I could get it out without having to pay money. I wasn't worried about sports. Um, I mean, Jesus. I mean, I was playing. I mean, I was, was playing football in middle school. I played football and baseball and I mean, but was it an Olympian level though? Like I knew, a, I knew a trick. I knew a trick for the snack machine. You know, if you put a dollar in, got what you wanted, and then press the, the the coin return button a few times, you'd get like four times what you paid for. It was. Well, a now, now nice you can't do that because they've got those digital <laughs> things. Yes. Why didn't you ever tell me that trick? Dang it! I I I spent my middle school years trying to figure out how to. <laughs> I, I was trying that to was do a, the tape on the dollar. That was, a, that was a trade secret between me and some uh, some buddies from some Lowndes, shady fellows from old Lowndes Middle know. School, yeah. the old dirty South. So, <laughs> you've already said beer pong would be your Olympic sport at this age, but at middle school, if you could choose one sport that I guess you could be an Olympic level, water polo. Did you ever what? <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right, out of any of the sports that you could have mentioned, I don't think that was the one that I was expecting. No, no. Give me a real answer here. Do, do, do you know? Do you remember how fat I was in middle school? There's not a chance I would play any Olympic sport. Maybe like I don't know, like curling. <laughs> yep, oh. yep. You know they're sitting there sweeping. They're yep, sweeping the yep. floor. Oh my gosh. Yikes. <laughs> well, Mike Tyson uh, had a recent interview and he was in tears in the interview saying that he felt empty after his retirement from boxing. What do you what do you take from that? Um I guess he just misses it. I mean it just sounds like he just misses it maybe. He did also say, I'm not sure if that was the same interview or not, but he did say he's like terrified of his former self. Like, like when he thinks back about the person he used to be, it scares him. And then he's always, like, he said he's, he's, how, what did he say? It was, um, he's, he's terrified that that person, um, is going to come back. And he said that, that, he said when that person, that person left him, he didn't go without a fight. So, I mean, like, I don't, that just sounds weird to me. He's terrified of his former self. His former self didn't leave without a fight. When he thinks about his former self, he's terrified. and I don't know. That just... I don't know. I feel like maybe he's got some stuff going on that <laughs> maybe... Maybe we don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, what I, I kind of take away from that, you know, when you... I don't know how long his career was, but when you commit yourself to one thing for years and years and years, and then you retire and that's over... You would expect to feel a sense of emptiness at that point, I think. And that's why you see, and we, I guess we're bringing back up Kobe. I mean, he never really got to fulfill that, but you saw him in his second act of his life. I mean, he was starting to really branch out, do charity, business, you know, helping with other things. So I think that's why you see a lot of athletes who do that after they retire because you've got to replace it with something. It's kind of like quitting smoking cold turkey. You, I mean, 
that's why they, I guess it's a, a trend that people who try to quit smoking like that, they end up becoming overweight because that motion of bringing something up to your face used to be a cigarette and the only thing you can do is do that with food. You, you have to have something to replace it. And I don't know if he's done charity work. I, I know he's been active in, in certain events before. Maybe there's just a spectator. I think he was coaching somebody at one point, but I don't know. I'm not saying he needs to go back and, and go in the ring. He's not in shape at this point, but he needs to find something. Anything. Yeah. That'll help him out there. Agreed. I still don't know what he means by terrified of his former self. Unless he means he just doesn't want to run into himself in the ring in his prime. Because that was dangerous. I mean... Yeah, I'd hate to have my my ear ear bitten off. Yeah, that... mm. Even (laughs) then, I'm just like... If he whiffs a punch, like I happen to dodge it, luckily, and the wind hits me, I'm I'm out. Cold. Like, that's a... Uh, Henry Richard, known for being the NHL player with the most Stanley Cup wins in history at 11. He passed away this past week at age 84. I'll, I'll hit F on the keyboard to pay respects there. Press F. <laughs> um, 11 Stanley Cups. So, what about, but what about, um, oh, what was her name from Oregon, the women's basketball player? I saw oh. the post earlier. It's a complicated name I can't pronounce, but her, she had a great career and now it's over. Oh, gosh, White Mamba. Uh, sorry, Brian Scalabrini. Your nickname is now Not on her. her. She is an outstanding player, and you know that's just sad. I mean, she'll she'll be in the WNBA without a doubt. She is. She is. She's going. She's the definition of a hooper. Absolute baller. Just she's so good, and it's just sad to see that her senior season came to an end so soon because all this. Ah, oh, she was so good. I wish I knew her stats, but I don't. I thought man, but I think she's the leading scorer, leading. And assist and maybe rebounds. Yeah, she's, she's like solid. she's yeah no she's, she's like solid. all she's just a beast. Ah, um, after Steph Curry or Chef Curry, however you prefer to call him, after he returned not too recently, Steve Kerr said it's on again. Now, granted, with what's happened, it's off again. It is no longer. It, it is no longer <laughs> on. <laughs> But in that statement, what do you think he was talking about? Because um, it wasn't, it kinda, wasn't being in the playoffs. They were not going to make the playoffs. No, I feel like, you know, like, oh, it's on again. Like, I don't have to actually coach anymore. You know, he got used <laughs> He got used for about three years there of not having to actually coach. I mean, but, you what do know. You, what do you guys think we should run? Oh, that sounds great. Do it. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, KD's got the ball? I'm sure he'll make it. Yeah, just, you know. Oh, let me drop a plate. Um... Clay, Steph, or what's what's your, oh that's right, Katie, that's your name. Um, if you get the ball, just shoot it, just shoot it. All right. Oh wow, we're we gotta we gotta make a game winning shot. All right, let me drop a play. Uh, just pass the ball to anybody, and I'm sure it'll go in. Well, at least get Steph Curry about six feet behind the line, <laughs> increased chances. But I mean, you, people, people, do you okay? Truthfully, do you think Steve Kerr is a good coach? Or do you think he has not had to actually coach a team because he's had so much talent? I, I, I think a lot of that is talent because when he started coaching, I believe that's when the Warriors really hit their stride, but that's when Stephen Curry was popping off. And then you had I mean, that first year where, I mean, Andre Iguodala was still really, really, you know, I don't know what his season stats were this year. It really wasn't an outstanding season per se. But, I mean, he was having a great year. He won the finals MVP that year. I don't think year. he even played this season, really. He played for the Heat a little bit whenever, after yeah, the trade. Yeah, well, but he It wasn't like that with that season. Where yeah. He wins finals yeah, MVP. Exactly. And you got I mean, Draymond and all that. And then they bring in KD and it's just continuing. So I think it was a talent. I, I think his role is better. He's more of a motivator, in my opinion. He can get his guys to where they need to be. 
Because, I mean, whenever you hear him in, in media interview, I mean, he's got great things that he says, and he's real, like, he seems like a down-to-earth guy, but I don't, if you put him on the Chicago Bulls, you put him in the New York Knicks, does he do the same thing? Probably Well, not. let's say, if he went to another team in, like, the Bulls, and they had a dramatic turnaround, I would say, okay, that's a, a good coach. But you just don't see it but, happening, though. I mean, he had Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant for two years. Yeah. I mean, and Draymond, and Boogie Cousins for a little bit. We I mean, we could continue I, the I don't, All-Star I don't games. really, I don't consider Draymond. I, he, yeah, okay, let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's just move on. I felt a spicy take coming up there, man. You gotta. <laughs> uh, well, ESPN is now. Okay, have you ever seen? <laughs> you ever seen one of those dudes skipping classes? You know, like they walk into the gym, hey, let me get a shot, and they have their backpack on and they shoot. Have you ever seen that shot form? That's Draymond's shot form. He looks like he's got a backpack on when he shoots the ball. Oh, my God. I feel like this has been on your chest for a while. <laughs> like, like. He's, he's that dude that walks into the gym, but like he's skipping class. Hey, let me get a shot. That's Draymond. <laughs> you just not like the guy? What did he do to you? All right, let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> Are you sure? I, I, anything Let's else you want to get on. off your chest? Let's just move on to the next okay. topic. All right. <laughs> ESPN is preparing to counter the uh, CBS signing of uh, Tony Tony Romo. That's what they signed. So, I don't know if it's okay, just... Okay, so listen. Draymond Green, have <laughs> you seen his on-court just attitude, his antics? He, I, I think he's... I despise him more than any player in the NBA. I just don't understand... Like, how anybody who has been carried by Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant, especially the last two seasons, can even say without a doubt that he has any talent in the game of basketball. Is he a good defender? I mean, if you think, I mean, sure, maybe, we'll go with that, but he's not good. Okay. All like, right. like yeah. could you... Oh my I, gosh. I, I think I think we get it. You don't, you don't like the guy. It's okay. And he looks like Donkey from Shrek. That's oh. an old joke, but God, he just. All right, are we are we moving on now? You good? You got it. We're good. Okay. Are you are you sure? I'm like, good. I'm good. Keep okay. Going. I hate that guy. Keep going. For the third time, ESPN is preparing to counter the CBS signing of Tony Romo, which we already know was. A huge contract. Yeah, you insane. said he was overpaid. You said he was overpaid for an announcer. Yes. Well, and we're not going to get back on that spiel. Uh, but they're all they're pre- apparently reportedly. I don't know if there's anything in the works because sports is canceled right now. Uh, but they're reportedly going to offer Peyton Manning eighteen to twenty million dollars a year to be the lead guy on Monday Night Football. What kind of uh, do you like this four D chess they're trying to play? Do you think it's going to work? Can you imagine hearing Peyton Manning commentate a football game? Yeah, um... <laughs> I was going to try to do an impression, but I, I don't even think I can match I, that. <laughs> Hearing Peyton Manning, uh, I mean, it wouldn't be too weird. I mean, we all know Peyton Manning's voice. I don't even know what voice. he sounds like, but for, what, 60 minutes or I more? mean, it would be weird, though, like, if they cut to him and have him to, like, fit his forehead in the <laughs> frame while you're trying to record is something. No, they're just going to broadcast Monday Night Football on his forehead. And, then you'll, you'll <laughs> and he'll just be reported yeah. <laughs> 18 to $20 million a year for you to be a billboard. Can you do that? Uh, yes. As long as nationwide or something. I can't. That was terrible. But look, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't think it... 
I like Tony Romo because he's able to call plays, and I love Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning's a great guy, but I don't think I can listen to his voice for that long. I just, maybe if he's like a, they cut to him at the sidelines, and he goes, "Yeah, I was talking with my old buddy over here," and whatever. But we'll, I, I don't know. We'll see. But I, I do know ESPN wanted Tony Romo because he was on the market, and with him getting such a fan following, I mean, any TV station would love to have him as you know, you tone, you tune in for somebody like that. Yeah. And Jim Nance was like, hey, I'm excited. I'm glad the guy's back. We had a great, you know, rapport. We were good. So I think ESPN's trying to get that into play. Now, if they don't get Peyton Manning, who, if they had to bring in a big name, who who do you think they need to bring in to kind of counterbalance that? That's a, do they sign Tom Brady in the offseason? No, because Tom Brady <laughs> is definitely going to play football. But Okay, it was worth a shot. I, I, try, <laughs> I, I try to throw that in there. Maybe a wrench in the plans. I don't know. I feel like if they wanted to really bring in somebody that could make ratings happen, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, I mean, you just, you know, run through them over and over and over over again. That's what I'm saying. I'm just here so I don't get fined. You just got to protect your chicken. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) that he could have so many one liners that it would be comedy gold. ESPN. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. He could have his own segment called the one yard line as a joke to when, you know, the Seahawks didn't run the ball against the Patriots. Oh my gosh. And then like his, 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 like, they're like, they're giving me and like, like his intro could be like, guess what? They're giving me the ball on the one yard line. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, okay. Marshawn, don't hold your hopes up for that particular day. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll, We'll move on. Uh, Christian Yelich signs a contract extension with the Brewers. 28 years old, two years in Milwaukee, following the trade with with the Marlins, and he's had great stats. Um, he had a 2018 MVP season, followed in 2019. He was second MVP voting, and he got his third Silver Slugger of his career, which is actually, um, I think it was a back-to-back Silver Slugger. And um, so, of course... In, in the 35 years before he gets there, Milwaukee only makes the playoffs twice, and now they're back-to-back appearances in the playoffs with him on their 2018 National League Championship Series. And I don't think the, the big thing is the stats. Nine years worth $215 million. But the way the way the contract is structured, they're paying him for 20 years. That's that's the shocking thing. So, until he's, I think it, he's paid until he's 50? 52 or something like that? I mean, he's paid for... If anybody wants to know how to get yourself set up for life, that's it. Or record a catchy holiday song that they play in every mall every year, and you'll get money from that. Because all I want for Christmas is you. I hear it every year. And if I hear it this year... I may not be around. (laughs) I just... But no, she makes bank off of that song. No, yeah. And... He's a he's gonna make bank off of this deal. Now, is he the main guy for the the? Is he them? Yeah. Is he his guy? I would say he was like if you had to if you were like name a player from the Brewers, he would definitely be the first name I said. Like like if you if you walked up to me it, for some reason just randomly one day like you see me at work, you see me you just walk up. Name a player off the Milwaukee Brewers. I'm gonna be like Christian Yelich. Like yes. I mean come on. But. I mean, he's their main guy. Obviously, he's being paid like he's their main guy. Can he be the spark that leads them to their first World Series title in franchise history? Um, probably not. Baseball is really more of a team sport, so you're gonna need more than just him. Um, so we'll have to see on that one. I don't think so. 
uh, my prediction. If we're, I mean, it's, you know, I'm not, my hot take. Um, no. Okay. No, my, my hot take. Uh, so the, that, Dodgers, that... the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. Well, that is if baseball ever comes back. We still don't know, folks. We still don't know. Okay. The Dodgers are the Braves. I do like the oh, the chop. Yes, everybody. Let's take a moment and and just chop. Just everybody, everybody do it at home. Just just chop because go Braves. Okay, <laughs> Ryan Newman said that he's fine and that it's great to be alive following his scary crash a few weeks ago in the final lap of the Daytona 500. Did you see the way that car looked when it was? Done? Well, yeah. I mean, at first, you know, it wasn't a terrible crash. He flipped over upside down, was sliding. Oh well. But then the other car. Hit him on his driver's side and made him flip over. Again. And that yes. was when it turned, okay, this might be very serious. I mean, I was actually, um, I talked to, you know, somebody about it and they said, you know, when they saw it, they said, oh, he's dead. Oh, he's dead. That's I mean, what it looked like. He's dead. That's what it looked like. I mean, you, Dale Earnhardt, when the crash that he had, you could tell. I, I, the way that that crash, I mean, when he went up with the wall and then he got hit. Well, I mean, he, he went, I mean, with Dale Earnhardt, he went. Face first into the wall at two hundred miles an hour. Yeah. I mean that's, and in, in this case, I mean again, he went, he kind of went into the wall, flipped upside down, and then another car was, I assume, was slowing you know, down. They, they've actually made the changes though, where the walls, certain walls in NASCAR, um, actually give, you know, like when you hit them, they give a little bit, so it's not, you know, just it, yeah, it's, impact. It's not, that's not, you know, it gives, yeah. so it's not as much energy transferred. You know what I'm saying? So, but even then, I, I feel like that's a uh, that's a solid statement. You, know, you almost died a couple of weeks ago. How do you feel? Oh, it's great to be alive. Yeah, absolutely, great to be alive. I mean, I mean uh, reporters ask some of the dumbest questions, and journalists are yeah communist. So, They're, whoa, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But you're right. They do. They ask. They just dumb questions. Um, in wake of all of the coronavirus, that's going around it's in the air and love is not in the air coronavirus is in the air the mavericks actually beat the phoenix suns 150 to 136 last night but not in the way you think it was actually on twitch two streamers got together on nba 2k set up the game because it was supposed to happen that night and now that's happened, and they said they're going to keep going with it because they had, on average, four to five thousand viewers at one point, getting over twelve thousand. Is this where sports is right now? Are yes. we going to tune into people playing Madden and Two K and FIFA just to if get I our can, fix? Are we that addicted to sports? Yes. If I can watch, if I get to watch <laughs> Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid get to play, and even if it's in Two K, I mean, let's go for it. I mean, I can hit threes with Ben Simmons in 2K, so... I mean, I bet Ben Simmons would enjoy that. Yes, he... Uh, yeah. Ben Simmons, if you're listening, if you're, if you're listening, Ben Simmons, please listen to me. Please shoot threes. Please start shooting threes. Thank he you. He should. He should. That's all. One last thing, and then we'll uh, we'll get out of your ear, because we've been rambling on now for a while. Joey Chestnut. And this really has nothing to do with sports, but I... It's kind of because it's competitive. No, it's a sport. Competitive it's competitive eating. eating. Competitive eating, I guess you'd call. Listen, you know who Joey Chestnut is. Competitive consuming. If I, okay, <laughs> yes, competitive consuming. Now, <laughs> when I say Joey Chestnut, you immediately think hot dogs and how many he's eaten. It's crazy. He is a twelve-time winner of the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. He has records of seventy-four hot dogs in ten minutes. So I mean, is he is he the greatest and, of all time when it yes. comes to eating hot dogs? Well, not just that. He's also got the records for 413 chicken wings in 12 hours. And 
he decided that he was going to move on to even more foods. He tried the wings one time on a promotional thing, but he's been doing hot dogs for so long. And now, he had a video that he posted. He consumed a world record 32 Big Macs in just over 38 minutes. Could you give him any competition? Um, and if so, what food? Oh. Oh, I get to choose the food. Yes, because he's choosing his food. Oh. Oh. Let me get some of them crystals, the little mini hamburgers. For people who don't know what crystals is, White Castle, same thing. Those little burgers. <laughs> oh my gosh, I could probably eat a hundred in those in five minutes. I swear. In five minutes. No, not exaggeration, but I could definitely eat a bunch of those. But do you think he could? Would he eat more than you? Oh, I, 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 I yes, undoubtedly. Like I'm th- saying, that's the question though. Can you give him competition? What's the food that you know you could eat, and he'll be looking at you like, bro, how are you still going? Crystal. Oh, crystal. Oh, okay. I I could put those things away. All right, for yeah, real. All right. I can go get one of those family twelve packs, or was it? Yeah, family twelve packs. Eat them all by myself. I don't think you should be bragging about that. Actually, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm that, sad. Uh... Well, I'm sad now. Thank <laughs> no, you for. It's... Thank you for. Thank you for that. No, I'm sad. Okay. Look, we all we all love you. We all love you, man. That's whatever. And speaking of love, again, love is not in the air, but. Coronaviruses. Yes, coronaviruses (laughs) here. But we do love each and every one of you as listeners, and we want to say one more thing before we go. Please, please, don't be irrational about this. Wash your hands. If you feel like you're sick and you know that it's it's pretty bad, go get yourself tested by somebody that knows what they're doing. And just let's let's stay safe, folks. Oh yeah, we are as always. We love to hear from you guys. Hit us up on social media. Um, DM us on Twitter, Instagram, um, Instagram Daniel underscore Coulter. Twitter five six three two for my Instagram handle. Um, Twitter D Coulter three six five. DM us what you want us to talk about. DM us, you know, just feedback of the show in general. If um, you actually happen to catch hold of a crazy sports headline that maybe we don't, and you want to bring it to our attention, we'd love to joke around with it. If you have any hot takes, do you dislike Draymond Green as much as this fellow sitting across from me? It I is don't think it's possible. Humanly impossible. But if you do, I mean, you know, whatever you like. Suggestions, comments, questions, concerns. We love hearing from you guys. But I think but they... I funny think enough, funny enough, I do love Charles Barkley. So... I didn't realize it was possible to hate Charles Barkley. That's what I'm saying. I mean, so, they hate each other, but I love Charles Barkley. Well, so. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, folks, thank you again for tuning in. It's I've had a lot of fun with this episode, even though we've been talking about some rather serious things, at least for the beginning part of it. Thank you for tuning in. I'm AJ. I'm Daniel. And we'll catch you next time.